This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 24th Sunday of the Church's year, the 17th of September. There is a key question that we all need to ask ourselves very often. What is it that I live for? Do I live for my family, my husband, my wife, my parish? Or maybe I live for my pet or some addiction that dominates my life. What do I live for? By answering this question honestly, we define the frame of reference in which we exist. Hopefully we do all have something which makes us want to get out of bed in the morning. For me, it's the thought of the parish, which is my life, it's my family, it's my passion. Sometimes we get up and face life with a greater or lesser degree of enthusiasm. But the important question we have to ask ourselves is always, what is it I live for? Now there's one small but vital phrase in the letter of St Paul to the Romans which I want to pick up on from the Mass today and which gives us an authentic answer. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord so that alive or dead, we belong to the Lord. You know, recently we've heard news reports about how slavery still exists, albeit covertly in Britain, and all of the outrage that this rightly provokes. Yet St Paul in his letters often speaks about being a slave of Christ Jesus. Indeed, he often uses this as a greeting in his letters from Paul, servant of Christ Jesus. And those who read him and heard him knew precisely what slavery meant. We might speak abstractly or joke about being a slave, but they knew how well it meant being the property of another. So Paul says that this is what belonging to Christ means, doing the bidding of another, my own life not being my own. Another way he put it is, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And again, we are not our own, we have been bought and paid for. Throughout the world still, in many primitive cultures, there exists initiation ceremonies that is designed to remind young people of some essential truths of life, often by tearing them away from the comforts of home, often a scarification of some kind, a cutting or a losing of a tooth, which all sounds very savage to us, but this forced confrontation with the powers of nature is done in order to help them to understand that, first of all, life is hard. Secondly, you're not that important. Thirdly, you're not in control. Fourthly, you're going to die. And finally, your life is not about you. Each one of these is of single importance. When we are young, as children, we all need to take be taken care of and that's how it should be and we're led to believe as children that we are of enormous importance because everyone centers around us so a child naturally thinks that they're in control because when they cry or scream they get what they want the adults do the bidding no child ever thinks that they're going to die and as a result every child thinks that life is about them our christian initiation ceremonies are meant to inculcate in us the fact that life is not about us. The ultimate goal of all initiation ceremonies is an encounter with the power of God. 
They're a death to self. Because we can only live fully in the measure that we discover what God wants us to do. That is the goal of all human existence and spiritual maturity. Then we can realise in the fullest sense that life is not about me, but about God and God's purpose for me. That's why in the Bible, we often see the people receive a new name whenever they discover their mission. Abram becomes Abraham, Jacob becomes Israel, Saul becomes Paul. Because then, and only then, do they know truly who they are when they discover their mission. Our culture today often seems stuck in a state of permanent adolescence. Look at the way people today often like to have their own safe space, so-called. We hear it all the time. They want a safe space because even a challenging idea or argument threatens them. How many people today are concerned about the violation of their rights and prerogatives? How many today are concerned about finding themselves and keeping others at bay? We hear it in the news every day. But as a truly mature adult knows, life is anything but safe. Only children can have permanently safe spaces. Because life is hard, it's not safe. A truly initiated adult knows that at the end of the day, their personal rights and prerogatives aren't paramount. But rather, it's the moral demands of those around you. Life is not about me, it's about finding that treasure hidden in the field. All of which brings us back to St Paul. None of us lives for himself. The second reading for this Sunday. That's the equivalent of saying that your life is not about you, it's about God and God's purpose for you. It's about being drawn out of your comfort zone, out of the safe space or bubble or however we see our safety and security, and into the adventurous space of God's life. Think of those Tolkien stories. Both Bilbo and Frodo are summoned by Gandalf to adventure, and they're summoned out of that beautiful little shire where they live. The films portray this so well, don't they? Out of their cosy little homes, where everything is just so neat and tidy, warm and comfortable. That's a symbol of a safe space. But both Bilbo and later Frodo have to be summoned out of that safe space into adventure. They had to risk and realise that their lives are not about them. What is it that make, takes me out of my comfort zone, spiritually speaking? Is it having to take part in some public demonstration of my faith? Or participating in some overtly Christian act? Putting a leaflet through someone's door, advertising the parish mission? Whatever it is, that takes me out of my comfort zone and my safe space, spiritually speaking. So Paul goes on, and no one dies for himself. We've seen many campaigns during the years to legalise euthanasia or assisted dying. And I remember on one occasion seeing a big placard that said, my life, my death, my choice. That's modernity in a nutshell. There's your perpetual cultural adolescence in a nutshell. What St Paul is telling us, in point of fact, is that it's not your life, it's not even your death, and it's not your choice. Why? Because he stresses, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. I can't think of a starker display of the difference between the modern and the biblical perspective than that. 
and that's the voice and the language of a spiritual grown-up. Mary personifies in her very being this way of living and dying for the Lord. With her example and constant help, we can struggle to live as she shows us. Let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.